Welcome to Ron's Adventures, the podcast that highlights the adventures Ron Pierce has experienced throughout his 30 plus years following God around the world, and of course, the stories he's collected along the way. With me in the studio today is Ron and Karis Pierce. Welcome back, guys. Great to have you. We are going back to Burma one more time, and we're going to be talking about something that even surprised me. Every once in a while, you'll get a story that's sort of like, wow, that's really something. Well, this is one of those wow stories. And what it was was that um, they would use the Jesus film very effectively within Burma to go into villages, and they would show the Jesus film at night, usually on a sheet um, in the middle of the village. Sometimes even the Buddhists would want to see the Jesus film, and they would invite them into, the team would go into the monastery, and they would show it in there. Well, on this occasion, it was just in the village, huts around, village people all sitting there, several hundred of them. And they were showing the Jesus film this one evening. Well, there were a lot of sorcerers and magicians and witch doctors in the crowd that did not want this because they controlled this village. That as well as this was a very, very strong Buddhist um, village as well. Uh, much, much history there and everything like that. So they go in, they show the village, the, um, the film. Well, they, at the end of the movie, the 25-year-old pastor he goes up to the front and he says, now, would any of you like to accept Christ? Well, the whole village raises their hands and says they wanted to. And he backed up and he says, uh, are you sure? And uh, they said, yes, we want to We want to be Christians. It's not quite a common question for a no. pastor to well, verify if they're sure. I know, but you know, sometimes you have to make absolutely sure, right. did they understand what was going on here? And they said, yes, we want to be Christians. And then he asked, well, why? Um, mm. Basically, what, what happened? And they said, well... You didn't notice this. You were all at the front looking at the Jesus film. But all these witch doctors and sorcerers were at the back, and they had made or had conjured fireballs. And oh. they were throwing these at you at the front, sitting in the rows to try to destroy you, hurt you, all those sorts of things, but basically disrupt, disrupt this presentation of the gospel. And as they would throw these... The people sitting there, the villagers were noticing that halfway on to their target, they they changed from fireballs into flowers. And God did a miracle and they fell to the ground. And so when the people saw this, they thought to themselves, okay, the Christian's God is stronger than our God's. Therefore, yes, we want to be Christians. And that's why they did it. They explained it to the, to the pastor. Pastor and this, the team that went in there show it didn't even see this. But that's why it happened. Okay. I, I really need to get this straight because I know I can't be the only one hearing this and thinking it's too incredible or too unbelievable. You're saying that witch doctors somehow had fireballs in their hands and threw them. And this is not a Hollywood production. This is something that actually happened. Exactly. And these fireballs turned into flowers. Yes. Okay. So my next question is, how are we to believe this? If we don't, we haven't been to Burma and you're yes. asking listeners and myself to believe something so incredible that might have yep. come from a movie. Yep. I understand fully because we live in the West where a lot of times what happens in Christian circles, let's just talk Christian circles. We're not going to talk about the movie industry out of Hollywood. Let's just talk in Christian circles. And we hear some of these most incredible 
<laughs> miracles happening in gatherings where you've got congregations together and, and these wild things happen. And everybody sorts of looks up at the scars and says, oh boy, is this real? Is this not real? Okay. Sometimes in the West, I have found that not always, but a lot of times these are exaggerations. They are something that have been spun and looked at differently. And a lot of times people want to defend the book of Acts. They want to defend miracles. Basically, they want to defend God. And therefore, they will make up stories or twist stories or alter them to make them realistic. This is not what happens overseas. Also, sometimes uh, people are doing this for profit's sake. Oh, yes. To sell a book, to mm -hmm. uh, make money, to attract people to a church service, to an event, whatever the case may be. This is quite common. And even I have to really stand back many times and just not accept things at face value. But when I get overseas and we're dealing with a story like this, okay, for instance, here it is. There's nothing to profit from this story. Like this young pastor, and he's 25 years old, told me this story as well as his supervisor and the fellow who's in, the, in charge of the Jesus Film Project for Campus Crusade for Christ told us this story, and he is regarded as the little Billy Graham of Burma. Hmm. This is a man of God that's walked with the Lord for years unquestionable integrity. And therefore, he confirmed it. The entire team of people there confirmed it. The whole village wow, accepted right. Christ. Now, do you think, honestly think that a whole village that were strong Buddhists steeped in this supernatural environment would make up a story about their witch doctors throwing these balls of mm -hmm. fire, which they know the supernatural happens on the dark side, and turning to flowers, do you think that this village would give their lives over to Jesus, walk away from Buddhism, walk away from everything, just on a made-up myth? Hmm. When you have witnesses there that are trustworthy telling you these things? No, this does not happen. In other words, this is a real live occurrence that is provable with witnesses. Why it's so tough with us is because we don't see these things in such form over here right now. And the times that somebody might come up with a story like that, many times they're made up. They're falsified. They're twisted. They're altered. They're whatever. And it's because we want to defend God. We want to defend the Bible and sort of like try to prove to ourselves and everybody else that, oh, these things are happening today. Well, we don't have to stretch and alter anything mm -hmm. over here for God to prove his existence, his power, or his love. And therefore, this story that I'm telling you from what we heard overseas, checked it out and everything like that, that's true. Right. But it happened over there where a lot of this supernatural activity is just an everyday way of life. It's normal. So for the witch doctors to be able to put curses on people and a lot of these miracles, uh, manifestations, demonic activity to happen, it's regular. It's in their life. Over here, it's not quite that way. So the idea of the witch doctors having balls of fire in their hand probably wasn't the most unusual thing to oh. them. It was the oh. fact that they did not. They were unable to throw them, that they turned to flowers. That's it. So the power was not in their hands, but in God's hands. Exactly. Right. And, and just, it was, a, it, was an, it was a miracle. That's it. Right. A miracle happened in their midst, and they were used to the supernatural. 
We are not used to the supernatural over here. We, we live in more of a natural environment, and therefore we don't see these sorts of things. The odd time you will, but over there it's common. And that's why when I tell you what is going on around the world today, mm-hmm. this is like the book of Acts around the world. That's the difference. So the pastor, when he asked if anyone wanted to um, give their lives to the Lord, he probably was not expecting such a, he was maybe hoping for a few, but the fact that the entire village, that's what was such a surprise to him. That's it. Right. That, that's exactly it, Joy. And, and the thing is, is that as well, when you go in, I've heard of whole villages a lot of times accepting the Lord. Uh, in fact, I've even told, I think on one of the stories I told recently, um, I just saw this in Ethiopia where an entire village came to the Lord because the mayor and the witch doctor and the leader of the, um, the mosque um, all had a dream and a vision, the same one, uh, one evening. And this is the same village that a young pastor was walking into the next morning to preach the gospel in. And they went over to this pastor and, and uh, asked about this dream that each one of them had separately, but it was the same dream. And when they did that, the pastor explained it, explained that they had to accept Jesus. It was Jesus in this dream that they had. They accepted the Lord. When the, when the witch doctor and this uh, head of the, mon- uh, of the um, mosque and when you got the um, mayor of the town all standing up with this new guy in town, the pastor, talking about Jesus, and they said, we've just accepted the Lord and all of you people should too. Well, that whole village accepted Christ. Why? Well, because you're not going to usually get your witch doctor and your right. and your head of your mosque yeah. and uh, the mayor of the town agreeing with some stranger coming in and taking 30 and 40 years of religious belief and turning it over in an hour. That doesn't happen unless there's a miracle involved. And that's why a village would accept the Lord mm-hmm. because this is a profound, this is a profound miracle. Wow. Um I honestly don't even really know what to say. Uh, I don't even know how to end it because it, words don't even describe the wonder that, uh, that that story holds for me, for sure. Well, let me end it this way. You read in the book of Matthew, in the book of Mark, in, in Luke, and in John, the story of Jesus doing miracles all the time. Right. It carried over into the book of Acts. And the book of Acts was a logbook of the, the activities of the Holy Spirit in the earliest days um, of the church after Jesus left to heaven, but sent the Holy Spirit back here. And the Holy Spirit resided and it indwelt and anointed and came upon people, and they were able to do similar things to what Jesus did in the first four Gospels, okay? The reason I'm saying this is the fact that That is the thing that God is doing today in a lot of these areas of the world, that the book of Acts is coming alive over there as it did 2,000 years ago. And the people are watching this in amazement, and they're believing because they believe that there's a God out there somewhere. They just don't know who it is. And when a supernatural God reveals himself in their world, they'll jump all over this. And especially one that has the power, the most oh, power. And, and is loving. Right. Not a God that they're trying to ward off and, and uh, give sacrifices to because it's an, a, a mad, evil God that's going to get them unless they do these sacrifices. No, this is a loving God mm. who loves them and 
is coming, breaking through the barrier of natural, supernatural. He's coming supernaturally down to earth to show his power, his existence, and his love. That's why you're going to get these miracles all over the place. Okay. That is fantastic, you guys. We've been listening to another episode of Ron's Adventures, the podcast that, well, I mean, guys, the podcast that tells us that we serve a God that can turn fireballs into flowers, the God that has the most power. 